0: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And now for the Bradfoe Show with Rob Bradford. Rob Bradford on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app.
1: Doctor, look into my
2: eyes. That's our new open, Coop. That's our new open. You a
3: fan? That was my pick. Oh, it was? Yeah,
2: location the why elephant. Why don't
3: you pick our open? Like, we have an open. Well, I, yeah, we have an open. Andrew, this it's cold. With you, this it's cold. Cold, right. cold, cold. But cage the elephant for those that are wondering. Well, okay. Then, Did you see the Charles when he came in? Then you know what? Then you know what? Use that
2: as a rejoiner later in the show. We're going to be on till about 6.15. Use that as a rejoiner because out of the gate, I want to hear the Bradfoe show open, and I want to hear the Bradfoe show, and I want to hear Napoleon Dynamite. Do we want to run it back? No, I don't. It's uh, too late. No, it's time is It's never gone. too late. Time is coming gone. This is a Bradford show. I'm Rob Bradford that's along with Coop. Uh, we are talking baseball. Yes, uh, baseball. The glorious game of baseball. There's no better time to talk about baseball than on a day like today when uh, people are playing the great game on top of Mount Washington. Wouldn't that be awesome? Like I was looking at those photos, the, those videos up in, in Mount Washington.
3: Come on, let's go. Throw a heck of a bender. Right? That's a what I heck mean. heck
2: of a breaking ball. I mean, ball. if it wasn't for that tricky thing of dying when you step outside, if you could go up there and throw a baseball, it would be better than hitting a golf ball at the moon. Pitching Ninja would love it. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. which is better, throwing a baseball on top of Mount Washington or hitting a golf ball from the moon. From the moon. I know we're baseball guys, but to see that, I don't you know. Carrying? You would you would literally throw the ball and it would come right back in your face. Yes, it would be a great pitching ninja meme. Absolutely, and that's what we're all about. We just want the memes. All right, let's set the scene. Coop, you ready? Ready. All right, let's do it. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, before I get to what I want to begin with, I want to make everyone aware that uh, a person will be calling in to launch launch a um, an initiative. Uh, a a cause, a, how would you phrase it? Uh, I'd say a coup. Uh, 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 I, don't, I don't know. No, okay. it's a coup. Okay, it's we're a coup. We're taking over baseball. All right, we're taking over baseball. Revolution. Yeah, Re- viva. revolution. Diva um, la baseball. On February 28th, Andrew, mark your, mark this on your calendar. February 28th maybe the most important day in book history when a damn near perfect game reclaiming America's pastime by Joe Kelly and Rob Bradford comes out. That is when it's dropped. But obviously, what we're doing today is we're launching the campaign to make people aware of this because it's an important conversation. It's an important book, and we can talk. We're going to talk about Drellick's book. That's fine. We're going to talk about that going forward. We'll we'll throw him a bone, and he's going to be on the Baseballs and Boring podcast on Tuesday morning. But but this book is the most important book because it really defines. Listen, we got to take a look at baseball. This is why baseball is great. This is why baseball is fun. This is why baseball is entertaining. And I felt like there was no other way to do that today than on this very, very cold day than to get the uh, the author, the co-author, the guy who uh, helped write the words, and that's Joe Kelly on this program. So he's going to be calling in a little bit later. Um, and Coop, one of the things I also want to get – is that all right with you? First of all, I didn't even clear, that's fine, clear that with Anytime you.
3: I get to talk with Joe is a good well, just, time. By I mean, the that's way, it's just like you don't know where it's going to go. little behind
2: the scenes, a little behind the scenes, Coop – it's going on a trip. We're
3: going on a plane. Go- never, I'm never coming home. <laughs> this is a business trip. Oh, it's always business with it's, me. It's always business. You catch me at you catch me at Logan Airport, yeah. you know I'm I'm business ready. Coop
2: is the only person from our little world here, Odyssey Boston who is going to Radio Row at the Super Bowl. You know that? You're the only person. You are going to Radio we're Row. The, we're sending the baseball guy for football. Sending the baseball guy to get, to get video of Joe Kelly going around on Radio Row. So you're going out to Radio Row, Arizona. I am You'll indeed. You'll be there on Wednesday, um, and we'll talk a little bit about that when Joe calls in and get those, because I know everyone cares about uh, if he's going to pick you up at your hotel, how that's going to work. Do I sit What show are going to be on? I don't know. I, I should just sit. In, like, if he pulls you, up, you and, have like, ridden before with Joe Kelly in I an have. Uber. Yes. Yeah, so you have some experience in this.
3: Yes. My only question though is, if he's driving and he's driving like a big suburban, how far back in the car do I sit to make it awkward? Like uh, very
2: last. Seat. You have to sit in a hatchback. You have to. Sit yeah, in I'll back. do it. Yeah. You, you don't to, understand. Like have, I will do that. You have to curl up. You have to curl up. Just in the back. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that we can also ask Joe is about. You know, we mentioned Drellick's book, and I heard um, Christian Arkin talking about this, about the passages about Alex Cora. And I do want to get your take on it, Coop. Um, But obviously, Joe Kelly was part of that 2018 team, which is a big part of that excerpt that that Drellick released. That, you know, that Cora going around telling everyone, hey, you know, we won the, you know, we we." What what do you say? Like we won the world, we won the World Series. We, we stole the World. We Series. We stole the World Series. Yes, yes. So so we'll get Joe's uh, pers- perspective of that because we were not in the locker room or at least uh, non media availability hours when it came to that 2018 team, and Joe was. So we'll get his his take on it. And I do want to get to the calls. People can call in six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. I also. Maybe it's after the break, the first break there, Coop. I want to get to this is the anniversary of the Mookie trade.
3: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
2: And I do feel like it's an important conversation. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Red Sox, the 2023 Red Sox. But much like the John Lester thing back in 2014 – there, the things that happen that we always come back to. Well, what ha- what would have happened if? What would have happened if? What would have happened if? And that was clearly the case, has been the case, and continues to be the case with Lester. And I think that Mookie, the Mookie trade, is somewhere along those lines. Right? Which, which one would you say had greater waves on the organization? Last, really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And and because we, it, I know it's a long time ago now. Almost what is it? So you're talking about eight years. But, but when we keep, every, it, this offseason we did it, when we keep referencing the impact of that John Lester decision and lessons learned or lessons not learned. I would say lessons not learned. Yeah, lessons not learned this time, right? Same thing. We kept bringing up John Lester. Mookie, I think, in a different way, um, and we can talk about this, but Mookie still had an impact. I mean, obviously, and that's going to have an impact on going forward. What if? Mookie, what if they you decided Look at the to, outfield.
3: He clearly has yeah. an impact on that outfield. I would think he might be their out. best outfielder. I'm not positive. Mookie Betts? Mookie Betts. Yeah, I'd say so. He might be their best player. He'd be up there. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so I do want to get to that, but first we'll dive into this sort of core Drellick stuff, and no better person to do that Ugh. than Hall of Fame caller. This is going to warm me up. Jeff in Watertown. Jeff, I hope you are mm. warm. I hope you have thoughts of baseball ringing through mm. your head to heat you up. Uh, how's everything
4: oh my god, this is the, the hottest of hot stoves the houses like, uh, <laughs> yeah hot literally stoves. is there a better time to
2: have a hot stove than today really <laughs> oh I mean, my god uh. i went,
4: bring on the baseball bring on the baseball wait wait hey coop how, how are you doing too oh jeff so i'm doing far, just fine Yeah, sounds like you're having quite a life there <laughs> um, living a life i am um, you know i wanted to ask you for years about the whole the whole incident on the bus in in uh you know, Houston uh, and, uh, you know, him was getting fired halfway through that season. And, I, you know, it just never came up. It was never the right time. But I always thought it was such an odd thing. You know, you know, we didn't know about the cheating stuff then or anything. But it was so weird because one of the things that was strange was the alcohol thing because people said he was drunk. But it seemed like everybody in the world was defending him, saying that, you know, we're not saying alcohol was an issue. It wasn't an issue. That was the story. You know, yes, when that when they had that incident or whatever, he happened to be drinking, but – you know, and it, and it just went away, and I never thought about it until we started hearing about, you know, the, you know, the banging on the garbage cans and the, and the, you know, and then, you know, he became the fall guy. Like, and, you know, my, my position had always been he's a bench coach. It's this idea that an organization is going to bring in a first-time bench coach, and he's going to, like, be this renegade, you know, take over the club and have this, this clandestine operation that was involved with cameras. It made no sense to me. Like, you know, if he's part of it, he's part of it, but it's not. It just you know, but the whole thing was just so odd. And then after it happened, I started thinking about the so the alcohol thing. And so what 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 happened? What do you know about that? And what 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 do you? Well, talking?
2: I mean, I think when you go back to the the incident you're talking about with the boss, I think he got into it with Hinch, right? And and also Jeff Blum. Is that right? Oh, did did Jeff call back? Did we hang up on Jeff, or did Jeff? Ha- all right, Jeff, call back if we could. It's the cold power line. It is. It, Can't it's, get a good it is the the, the phone lines froze and Jeff went away. But I think what Jeff was talking about was the um the incident with Hinch. Uh this is going back a ways, but this is two thousand seventeen when Alex Corr was a bench coach and he got into it with the broadcaster, I think Jeff Plum. And uh there was um part of it was the insinuation that alcohol was involved. And I think that back then one of the things that I mean Cora, I don't know if he said this or if this was out there, was this was right after the hurricane in Puerto Rico and there was a lot of chaos and there was this it was this it was a very, very strange time for Alex Cora then. Um not to say there was an excuse for anything, but we're just sort of
3: setting the scene. Not just that, I mean like there, the whole White House pressure stuff was going on. There was a lot the, going on.
2: Yeah, yeah like there yeah. was a whole yeah. lot
3: beyond baseball.
2: So so that came out and um, so that's what uh, Jeff in Warnertown is talking about. Um, when it comes to this thing, the release of Drellick's book, and when you know, I, there's another there's another passage about core drinking and and uh, sort of of the same ilk of that what it was talking about before, you know, I, it, it's one of these things where, you know, I think in a nutshell, but Coop, I want to get your reaction to it. Did you read did you read that excerpt
3: from? The draw. If you didn't, that's okay. I'll be honest, I didn't because no. I, I heard rumors about it. I kind of want to wait to read the whole thing. So it's yeah. because uh, I'll be honest, a lot of this is probably taken not out of context, but a lot of it's being put out there to promote the book, correct? Well, listen,
2: come we, on. Uh, no, You're going to put the juiciest no, stories out no, there. No, well, to, that's, wh- to that's how extras
0: work.
3: Yes, that that's how yeah. experts word. I mean, it's not going to be like Jeff Lew now's computer programs. So, I, mean, like, I I I look at this information and I say it's only there to get to drive attention for this book. Is it actually going to be you know helpful in what I digest today well, about the Red Sox? Okay, so and to be completely honest, it, it it doesn't affect any. Does it affect the twenty twenty three no, season? No, it, no.
2: So this. So is, I don't care about this, it. Yeah. Well, so this is the thing. Is that. When you go through this book, and I've read a big chunk of it, and when you go through that passage, it obviously doesn't make Alex Cora look good. It, it obviously no. doesn't. I mean, whether it's, you know, you're, you're, they're throwing in the, the alcohol stuff. Uh, certainly, they detail, Adrellec details the, how they did the whole thing. He details how uh, Cora was sort of like one of the people who like was basically saying, hey, this is how you do it. But at the same time... Why it's a little bit more detailed, and I, I'll say this when I have Drellick on the podcast, and I'll say it now. I give anyone who writes a book a turn some round of credit, especially a book like that. You have to take it's a, it's a stressful, uh, exhausting experience, and it's this book is very, very well researched. Do You know from experience, uh, yes, yeah. yes, very well, and, and and I did not take four years to do it. <laughs> so, but this is very well researched, but at the same time. When I see this, it's gonna get talked about now, yep. right? Because it's salacious. That's what it is. Just like it was salacious back then, it's slightly more detailed now. That's cool. That's fine. But at the same time, I think someone said this. All right, we know this happened. We know that he did this. We knew even though it's more detailed, we knew that he happened. We knew that he did wrong. Okay, he, so hold on, hold on a second. Okay, okay. He did he did absolutely wrong. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, we knew all he, he did all this wrong. And you know what? He got, like, he left baseball for a year. That's what happened. That was the punishment. And so we flash forward to, like, you said, right now, okay, yeah, we can talk about it again. That's sure, sure that's fine. But does that change, like, to your point, the here and the now? And let's go back to Jeff and Watertown real quick. Jeff, what's going on?
4: Hey, bad hey, bro. Hey, badfo Hey, yeah, and and the thing, the, but the the thing that's odd now is we've had four years of Alex Cora, and I mean we haven't had a, a better manager in terms of even keel, in terms of being positive, in terms of you know, like like the image that they're that they're, they're presenting, Evans presenting. Uh, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but it, it, if it did happen, it seems like that it's almost like a, like a kid in college, and then you know he's had a few years and he's out in the world, and he's I, I don't know, but it just seems like. To go back now, but but our experience with him, I mean, I I don't know, you're obviously close to the situation and see him in other situations, but I never got any sense of, of Alex Cora as being somebody who is, you know, sort of out of control or... Uh, you know, disrespectful of other people. You know, blasting blasting music while the, while the while the teammates are trying to call their families about a hurricane or whatever. I, I, it's just the, the, the image that is being presented here doesn't strike me as the guy that i've I've seen for the last four years. Well, I, yeah, it,
2: the, the the college thing is, I, I guess, a weird example, but a good example because what he did was what he did. I mean, this, we, like I said, Jeff, I don't know if you heard what I was saying to coup, but did, yeah. it was it yeah. was what it was. Like we know he did yeah. wrong. We know that was wrong. Yeah. All we can right. go by is what we have now, and all yeah. and 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 if if people want to say, uh, and again, we're going to have Joe Kelly on a little bit later. But if he wanted, to, oh, he was going around in 2018 screaming, we, you know, we stole the World Series. Okay, well, whatever, you know, if they did, if they were still banging on trash cans back in 2018, then that really is a problem. Um, yep. But by all accounts, that wasn't the case. And what we have is what we have. I. I, I Evan did a lot of research. This it was a great story. He broke the story. You should buy the book. You should read the book. All of that, but it is it is a historical document more than a guide for what we have now. Is that the best way to put it, Jeff? I think that is the best
4: way to, uh, to put it, and uh, and it also means that baseball is boring, Bradford.
0: Right? They, they, they they, absolutely.
2: They got yeah, buy a book.
4: Another story let to follow. Right? Yeah.
2: It's, yes. Yes. So speaking of books.
4: Uh, so all right, gonna, Jeff. To, thanks, to thanks man.
2: Books. All right. All right. I'll see you. All right, well, we, we can pick through this a little bit more, but we got to take a break. Uh, Adrian, are we doing, uh, you doing trending? You, you are a trending man? I, unless you want to take. I, I do not. I absolutely <laughs> do not. You have, first of all, you have a much better voice than I do, so yeah, I want you to do it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but when we come back, we'll talk more about this. I interrupted Coop like five times. I want to get his – a deeper dive or take. And I do want to get back into, I think it's a good one. you bring bringing up a good question about which is more impactful, the Mookie Betts trade or the John Lester deal. Uh, that's a good one because this is, this is the third anniversary. Third anniversary. Third anniversary of the Mookie Betts. It's now 2023. Uh, we, brought in a cup, we brought in a cupcake. So there you go. And like I said, Joe Kelly will be calling it later. All right, here you go. Here's your trend.
0: This is Tony Kornheiser show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catches. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, we're right back to it. The Bradfoe Show on WEI And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app.
2: That's a good, one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Why did you, you pick that one? Did you did you give do you give Andrew all the music today? No, I didn't pick this one. That's the red hot one. Chili Peppers, though. Great. Good, good pick. job. Great. Thank, you. thank by, you. By the way, so it's, it's gonna get crazy. We had mentioned about the launch of the uh, the big push, push not Drellix book. Not the point. launch of a weather
3: balloon. No, well, we could do that. That could be part of the book promotion. Yeah. They, we, we could we, race, like, we could raise the Chinese balloon that's we, going we could, across the
2: I country mean, right now. <laughs> planes, a, trains, balloons—a damn near perfect game. Uh, cover right on the side of that Chinese balloon. Perfect. Not anymore. It got shot down. No, you guys in here? No. Oh, I mean, we can we can reinflate it and reuse it. Who did it? it. What state? Uh, I think it was over Myrtle Beach. Uh, you oh, are wow. You, you are going to get by Myrtle Beach. Yeah. with the balloon. Arcan, I, yeah. Arcan, uh bro We broke it. Uh, yeah. The news. Arkan broke it on like I think Arcan the three o'clock hour. Yeah, heard it for, heard it per, here first. Uh, Arcan. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know they. I, I I don't know if they shot it down with a missile or like if a plane went. I think an F fifteen, like an F fifteen went up Just there. Just a and, simple ICBM. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was great. We played Top Gun music in the background. Uh, that guy's probably going back taking a landing, you know, thinking he's living uh, the life. Like that's uh, the that's got to be the craziest mission you're assigned. Like hey yeah,
3: go yeah, shoot go that balloon take down. Take down this balloon. balloon. It's like like practice run. Right? No, no no no, this is real world. So you no. know what you
2: know what we're gonna do? We're gonna put a damn near perfect game balloon over China. That's what we're going to we'll do. We'll hit them back? Yeah. Tit for tat. So there you go. is very big in Asia. Ba- ba- well, baseball across the entire world, thanks to the world baseball class. This is how we spread it. Exactly. Exactly. 617-779-7937. So anyway, excellent music. Uh, my week, my month is going to be nutty. It's gonna get, about to get nutty. Um, because spring training, two weeks from yesterday, I'm going down to spring training. The Florida version of spring training, and then I'm going out to Arizona for it's this innings festival, this music baseball festival. Oh man! So the two headliners, and I don't care if this makes me sound old. I don't care. Green Day one day, and Eddie Vedder the next.
3: That's pretty good. That's a good. That's inning. pretty. That's good. a good festival. That's a good. And so is Weezer. I believe Weezer. Weezer it's, it's, it's
2: a whole baseball music thing, and I'm going out there, and Joe's going out there, and. It's gonna be a whole thing, and then we come back, and we're dominating AM radio on the B- Red Sox broadcast. You so, and uh,
3: Joey see the big
2: cheese. Me and Joey see that w- this is where all the good stories happen in spring training bar- broadcast. The
3: regular season, no one tunes into. Still tune into it. Well,
2: still tune in. Uh, but honestly, the best stories that you use throughout the year come from those broadcasts, like where I almost killed Joe with choking on a potato chip, or predicting Bobby Dollback home runs. Or whatever they are, or Joe just randomly talking about 1979, uh, riding the Cadillac with Willie Stargell, like any of that. Like, that's what spring training, spring training broadcasts are. I'm, laid I'm, back in I'm the just Cadillac. gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it, Coop. Spring training broadcasts are the best, they're the, the best? best broadcasts. We're just talking,
3: some guys talking better than postseason
2: broadcasts. Here comes big number 97 for the Minnesota Twins with no name on the back of his uniform. Who cares? We got
3: Andrew Benatendi. Game five of the ALCS laying out for a ball and Joe Joe just going head over heels. Yes. It's better than that. No, I mean you can take instances. I'm saying overall. Overall. Okay. Over, yeah, overall.
2: All right, I'll give you that. So uh when that aforementioned catch was made by Andrew Benintendi, someone else was playing right field for the Red Sox. That outfield was so good. Well, and think about that, that outfield. So was... the thing about oh. that what the obviously the Benintendi catch in that Houston series Was the signature moment. Better play. I know what you're thinking about. The Mookie catch was insane. Yeah. Like, that was, that was, you talk about what a crazy athlete this guy is. And by the way, in case you haven't been paying attention, I know he bowls and I know he's a good bowler. Easy. No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. But he's actually like one of the best bowlers. He like tied one of the best bowlers in the world the other day. And so. This guy is, is just such an insane... And I know that bowling probably isn't the best example of him being a good
3: athlete. He got called out by a, a pretty Ooh. big professional bowler. Why? Because he's bowling? Uh, yeah. So Pete Weber. Yeah, oh, I know Pete. Yeah, Pete Weber he went on, crazy. He went on part of my take this past week, and he didn't get an invite to, like, the PBA, you know, whatever their equivalence of the Masters is. Right. And he just said, like, I've been win- I've won this several times, like, with the Masters, like... You win once, you get invited back every year, and this is the first year I haven't been invited, and there's people on the board, which he knows why he isn't being invited, and he dove into it and he goes, I just think it's ridiculous that someone like Mookie Betts Ooh. doesn't get like an invite and he's just or doesn't have to try out. He's just automatically invited and he's like I understand who he is. I understand the eyeballs he brings, but I'm Pete why, Weber. Yeah,
2: why didn't why? So uh, this is the bowling segment of yeah, the Bradford show. People, are, people, why are did now right why <laughs> did uh, why did was Pete Weber not invite? He's kind of he's
3: a loony. he's a bad boy. Yeah, I know, but that's should, bad that's boy gonna bring eyes. He, I mean, the fact that I knew who Pete Weber was. Barry Bonds was the, or no, Barry Bonds wasn't the bad the, boy. Jose Canseco, the bad say boy say at baseball. say why he they wasn't invited to this thing
2: and Mookie Betts
3: was? He just said there's people on the board that
2: don't like him. All right. Him. Well, anyway, so Mookie Betts is a, spoiler alert, Mookie Betts is a good athlete. And this is the third year. Today is the third year anniversary of the Mookie Betts trade. A couple of weeks later, we had the press conference down in Fort Myers, where they they're giving college ticket package prices, and they're panicking over like trading Mookie Betts.
3: You can buy season tickets at Costco, by the way, down there. <laughs> That's a, it's wild. It, where? Down in Tampa. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. All right, hey, what's wrong with
2: that? It's just like sports gambling. You should be able to gamble it like wherever you want. Yeah, Cumberland Farms. Um, But, 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 but. So let's go back to that time before you get to that question that you uh, you posed, which I think is a good one, which was more impactful: um, the John Lester situation or the Mookie Betts trade. Let's go back three years ago today, and the feeling we kind of knew that this was in the works. Um, and, and this, why today's the anniversary, obviously you had the lead in because a trade got blown up because of Bruce our Grad they, they didn't like his physicals, and so they had to change it and so forth and so on. But when the trade is made, little Coop, little Cooper Leonard, okay? Oh. Little Coop, when you're only 11 years old back three years ago. What what is what goes through your mind when that happens? You know
3: it's probably. Do you want me to really set the scene for you? Yeah. Okay. All right. right. Sure. So I'm down in DC. Went to GW. Raised high. Um, Just got there for the semester. We're about like two weeks into the new semester. Mookie Betts gets traded. I'm devastated. A few weeks down the road, pandemic happens. I get sent home my senior year of college. So it was just a string of of events after Mookie Betts yeah. that have just sucked.
2: Coincidence? I don't think so. No, but, go ahead. but that, that's right. just. Is, the that, way. is that what you said? In the moment, like okay. I
3: I was rooming with Yankee fans, and they were just they were the ones that broke the news to me, and that was the worst part because they just had this blank eating grin on their face, and they were just like, "Hey, did you, did you, see the news?" <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and they're like. Mookie uh, Betts, and I was like, no, 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 that's not falling through. That's just been rumors. <laughs> like, now they restructured that You're getting Alex Verdugo. <laughs> I was just like, put me out of my misery. Uh,
2: yeah, so when it happens, I think there was an acceptance, more of an acceptance than we certainly are, are leading on to right now because you still had other players on the team. Yeah, you still. You uh, had Bogars, you had Sale, you had, um, I'm, I'm missing, obviously Devers, um, who else did you have? Was Moreland still there at that point, or was he? Pond- uh, I, I don't know. But you, you were coming off a bad year. But you, Evaldi, you still had players, and you were still perceived as one of the top dogs. And but you knew it. But come in in November, and and as he's talked about this a lot, he talked about this on our podcast um, about like we didn't have to trade Mookie; we just got the right deal, which. Is tough to take now, tougher to take now because we know that that unequivocally is was not the right deal. Now well, you have to when you do a deal like that, even with a guy that is in the last year of his contract, that's those are the type of deals you cannot miss on. So they didn't. They're saying that they didn't have to trade Mookie Betts, but we knew that maybe probably that this was going to happen. So they trade him because what they got to is they say, well, we aren't going to be able to sign him. We, he's asking for $400 million. We don't want to pay him $400 million, so we're going to trade him. They, they won't admit that part of it, but that absolutely is part of it. It has to be. But, and so they make the deal. You get back. you Like you said, you hear Alex Verdugo. All right, Alex Verdugo, up-and-coming player, outfielder, so forth and so on. Bruce Drograd roll, that got blown up. Now you're getting Jeter Downs and Connor Wong. Mm. And, and if you're going to do the power rankings of, of how people were accepting of this trade of the people who they were getting back, it was obviously Verdugo. But then it was Jeter Downs. Jeter Downs, at this point, Coop. Jeter Downs, was, I was more excited about. Right. Him. He was supposed to be. He A lot of people were saying, well, Bogart's contract's up here, and he's going to take over. All right. Well, and it didn't matter that he had already been traded from the Reds. The people were tying themselves in a knot saying, this is one of the Dodgers' best prospects. And, by the way, he was ranked as one of the Dodgers' best prospects. But you know what good organizations do? They hype up their prospects so that they're ranked high as a prospect. Like, anyone who watched Jeter Downs, and I'm not throwing dirt on Jeter Downs, but anyone, anyone who watched Jeter Downs from the minute that we watched that first spring training game through all the way to the end. You're like, I don't get it. I, 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 he was top five in prospects for the Red Sox, like almost his entire time here up until the very end, up until last year. And you're looking at him like, I don't get it. The production isn't there. Yeah, he hits home run for a middle infielder. Fine. They tried playing him at second base that first spring training. He w- he couldn't play se- He literally couldn't play second base. He was terrible at it. So they spent the entire spring playing him at second base. And then the first day, they go back to shortstop. He goes, so they play, he's playing at shortstop, um, his natural position, but everyone's thinking, well, you know, if Bogarts, they, they do keep Bogarts, he's a natural second baseman. It never worked. And Connor Wong, two spring trainings ago, was the hype up Connor Wong spring training. This guy, unbelievable. And now we're hearing it again. I hope it works out. Great. Connor Wong. I hope he's a major leaguer, but still it's a results business. At some point you have to put up results like consistent results. So we know Koo, right now that the perception of the Mookie bets trade back then compared to right now is, is it's so much worse. It's, it's, and I'm not even talking about what Mookie is. I'm talking about what they got back.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, there is no, and it's funny because he dropped bets 10 times. But there is no coming back from that bets trade for Heim Bloom. Hein Bloom could go out and you know, like he could very well do what he is seeking to do in, you know, just make a dynasty out of this Red Sox team. We will forever say, You messed up the well, yeah. movie bets, deal. There, know- like, there's no com- there's no redeeming factor from that trade. And, and listen, this is the thing why I've kind of come off the Heim Bloom boat. Like I was someone where at the time of this trade, I knew Heim Bloom had like he cooked down in Tampa. And he was able to do some really great things for their farm system. So I saw what he was doing with the Mookie Betts trade. And I was just kind of like, all right, if we can't sign Mookie Betts, this is a way for us to shed a whole lot of money, not have to pay him, get rid of David Price, which I don't think that was the only way you could have gotten rid of David Price's contract, but also bring in a guy who at the end of 2019, Jeter Downs was... He was in the top ten of baseball's top, like second base prospects,
2: right? And again, I would say this is this a, and all the p- prospect rankings came out this week, which maybe we get to do a little bit later. Yep. but this is why you have to look at this with a wary eye. I saw that, and I I'm sorry, I can't remember who who tweeted it, but they had you know Keith Law was one of the ones who comes out with their prospect rankings, and they had one I think it was from like 2014, Devin Marrero, like and Keith Law just tying himself in the knots how great. Devin Morero is. And everyone hits and misses, but Jeter Downs is another one. Jeter Downs was like Devin Morero, like this guy Ugh. that everyone kept saying, like, he, believe me, he's a top prospect. Believe me. Oh, you don't understand. He's a really good fielder and he's eventually going to hit, and he never hit. This is Morero. So, so when you come back to like what Jeter Downs was, it, it, it never panned out. And I want to go back to what Mookie Betts, that whole Mookie Betts situation and Coop. Cut and dry. I mean, cut and dry. You say, "All right, was it worth it to spend the money on Mookie Betts? Was it worth it?" And the answer is yes. Of course, it is. Of much because you know
3: what? Have, has he earned that contract? Oh, you think? yeah. Yes. You count the the twenty twenty whatever he did twenty twenty. He's, he's one of the most. Di- he's one, listen, you.
2: I don't know if you know this. They don't run isolations for outfielders, so it's a dangerous. You Love that saying. Well, oh, it it hits right it hits right where her. And they
3: did get him for a bargain. They, like they ultimately got him for a bargain because well, that wasn't what he. that well, was, was doing. that was one was thing
2: that for. you know in the Red Sox defense that you, they couldn't see forthcoming, which is okay. Let's say that he was he was asking for four hundred million. And then the COVID, the pandemic hit, and I think there was a little bit of panic there saying, hey, the business of baseball is going the other way. He goes for $365 million for the Dodgers, which is obviously, like this is a deal, I who knows? I don't know if the Red Sox would have offered it. My guess is they, they wouldn't have. And if they wouldn't have offered this, because Mookie said he would have taken it, this is what Mookie said, he would have taken that offer from the Red Sox if they offered it. But I don't think the Red Sox would have offered this, and that would have been a mistake. Because much like we're seeing with Devers, basically what they did right now with Devers is what they should have done with Mookie. And what Heim Bloom will tell you, and it told us on the podcast, which is, well, we were not in the position to make that offer like we were for Devers because the farm system wasn't as good. Which, when you not exactly well, true. when you when you have so the whole premise is that when you have that when you have to do a deal like that, when you have to allocate that much of the payroll to, then you better have the controllable assets coming up in the farm system to replenish things. What isn't going to cost you a lot of money. And Heimblum has said, we're, we're in a position now to do that with Devers. We weren't in the position, why crapping all over the sort of the Dabrowski era, we weren't in that position heading when, Mookie, when the Mookie decision had to be made. All right, you know what? I've heard a ton of other GMs say the same thing. And there is merit to it. The problem is, is that a I don't know if the farm system's that good.
3: Like, first of all, like currently, yeah. I mean, we're like twelfth. Where
5: we- I,
2: again, I don't care. I don't even care about the rankings. I don't care. Tell me the guys like Baltimore. Well, that's the thing. And that's- look at, look at the look at the guys coming up for Baltimore. That's the farm system. Handsome, H- Adley. A- yes,
3: handsome. Okay, whatever.
2: Whatever. Uh, so you have you have Grayson Rodriguez, who's going to be in the rotation. You have uh, Jackson Holliday, who was drafted last year. Um, who was the guy that came up last year, the shortstop? Oh, my goodness. Anyway, the, these guys are going to make an impact right away, much like the Red Sox had when Bogarts came up and Betts came up and, and for a while when Bradley came up. You had that. We don't know that right now. And so – my point is is that he was – you. it was worth biting the bullet. It was worth taking the chance because this guy is going to be a Hall of Fame player. And cut and dry after all that verbiage I just laid on you, Coop, when you have a Hall of Fame player, you do whatever you have to do to keep him. That's it.
0: Yeah. Boom.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, my whole point of, you know, looking at these prospects and looking at the example of Jeter Downs, it just more so worries – like I'm – I feel a lot less high on the prospects now and the future of this team than I did maybe when I was, like, three years younger and maybe more naive. Because now I look at, like, Marcelo Meyer, when we drafted him, I was like, oh, organization saved, we've got our Teddy they ball still made, game. Most
2: people think that. And, that's still a, think that.
3: And, and if anything, we should learn from Heim Bloom's prospects that he's brought on that are more towards their, like, mature, like, being able to mature and play ball up at the big leagues. Is these guys can't really. I mean, Bayo still trying to prove himself. I well, believe he wasn't. In he wasn't a high blood like, guy. But I mean, he wasn't. Yeah. No, but this is. But, but, that, I mean, but like the whole like idea of like prospects coming in and are they going to pan out? Aren't they going to pan out? And I just like I don't think you can build a dynasty or bank on building a dynasty by just saying, reset button, we're going to just so, start drafting.
2: So this is a good conversation to have because, again, all the prospect rankings came out, and we can pick through them a little bit. The Red Sox, what do you say? I know that the different organizations had them different places. The Athletic had them much deeper. Um, ESPN had them. Like you said, who was had them at 13? I
3: have no They're idea. Fan,
2: who knows? But we're going to get into that because
3: it is, for me. Oh, the, Keith Law has them ranked 23rd. Yeah, that's what I mean. That was Holy the Athletic, moly, They yeah. fell.
2: Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. That was the athletic. So when we talk about this, about this, oh, they're in a better position, and that's why they were able to sign Devers. Well, they better be right, Coop. They better be right because if we're talking about the 2023, 2024 seasons for the Red Sox, there's guys who are here now and guys who are coming up next year. If you're not right, then you're in real trouble. And I want to talk a little bit about the how I see the farm system because I think there's a false narrative going out there about exactly what they have. 617-779-7937 Joe Kelly calling in to tell the what's what with a lot of things including books. Uh, he's going to be calling in a little bit later. Coops with me I'm Rob Bradford. This is The Bradford Show
0: The Bradford Show on WEEI
5: Boston Sports Original
2: Andrew, you hit the sweet spot with Coop. Two. two for two today. Banging his head every time we come out of commercial.
3: Excellent job. You don't like Coop fighters? Yeah, I do. It's fine. It's you good. Do. No, I'm not saying. I tell you, like, you want a little brain stew instead? Brain stew? Green Day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would, I'm saying, would you prefer that? Sure. Yeah. Give me some Green Day next time. We need a, we need some more grunge. Now give me some. um Give me uh, Mud Shovel by Stain. That's John Schreiber's no, rocket music. I was gonna say we need some more like alt rock. Like songs to hand out. Mm. Like we're we're doing too much grunge for the bullpen right now. Uh well I had on
2: uh on a, on the Bradfoe show I had on Richard Blyer. Good friend. Richard B- Blyer, who I don't know if you know this, and we haven't really talked about the Matt Barnes stuff too much. Was it he was D but he hadn't been traded this week. He, this so week that was traded. when
3: we did the uh the Sammy James uh
2: Oh, yeah, that's out. right. That was- we did go to the Brad show for the Who Says No Crew to talk. We talked a little bit about Barnes, but then he was so he was traded for Richard Blyer, who was a lefty from the Marlins, and we got him on the Brad show podcast. You can go check that out. I implore everyone to subscribe to both Baseballs and Boring and Brad show because if you like baseball, you should do
3: that, and it's a great distraction from work. You need to peel away from the boss. You sometime. should sit in your
2: cubicle and listen to these things
3: that go on the Twitter. Every single day, every single day,
2: and this week uh, had on Richard Bleier. Uh He was looked like he was doing it from a, like a storage facility, um, but he was great, great to talk to. Uh, he's a lefty, had a really interesting career, including last last year, made history, history, three box in one inning pretty good. Never had boxed before. Three box in one inning. So he talked a little bit about that. Um, but we also, because I have to as part of our deal, I asked him about walk-in music. And he is another one. He is another one. He's another one who is has allowed us, our show, Coop, the Bradfoss show, to basically pick his walk-in music. So how, or are, are uh, we going to get to the season and all these audience, guys are just going to neglect so, what we have so far, to say? So, I'm, I'm no, getting worried no, no, by no, how no, much no, they trust no. Us. no, no I, so Schreiber's locked in. He let us pick his. That's a mud shovel by stain. Zach Kelly, he allowed us to, but we ended up keeping the one he had. Yep. Um, so who else do we have?
3: Rich. Zof- what a, what a consulting oh, move, what? by the way, to just get hired to like do something no. for someone and just be like, listen, what you have right now is great. It's, Thank you for the money, though. It's I, exactly that, like, that's consulting i mean with well, this that's what we do but still we uh
2: and wyatt mills he's also on the 40-man roster wyatt Earp mills yes wyatt Earp mills Great he wants movie. to be called erp tombstone yes. tombstone uh he also has allowed the bradfo show listeners to pick his music and just this, this week as i said richard blyer lefty oh. vet, veteran lefty He's allowed us to pick his music, too. The listeners to pick his music. It's going to be a fun time leading up to opening day. So, I mean, that's a good... Did he give any genres that he liked? He was kind of like... He's like, he didn't want to do country. He wanted to do something his his three-year-old daughter liked. They said, well, let it so, go. Let it go. Can, no, I lay, no. can I
3: lay out, like, a fun, creative way on how we can do this? Do, uh, should we do it now, or should we do it no, later? Like, no, 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 United we're not going to pick right now. So what I'm going to do... Bradfoe show, Bradfow underscore show yeah. on Twitter. Okay. I'm going to tweet out a Spotify link. So if you don't have Spotify, tough news. Um, it's going to be a collaborative playlist. I'm going to allow people to throw music on there. Okay. And that's going to be our list to choose from. And we'll somehow, maybe we'll do the wheel. Yeah. yeah we'll I do love the wheel. The wheel. Yeah. Spin maybe the we'll, wheel. we'll spin the wheel to see what song he gets. Who else so, we have?
2: so we haven't talked to your guy, Brazier. We haven't talked love to him. Kenley Jansen. Oh, I'd
3: love to pick his song.
2: Oh, we will. Oh, Well, we will. Kenley Jansen, he's another one. Chris Martin, he's another one. Who else? Who? We'll get there. We got a lot of time. yeah, how, yeah, I mean, yeah. You get he' He's in a bullpen, I guess. He's yeah. in a bullpen. Yeah. All right, we get a lot of time to get this, but this is like we said at the outset, we told all these guys, we cannot make this team good, but what we can do is make sure that they have the best walk in music. All right, speaking of the best, Allison in Cambridge, what's going on, Allison? How are you?
1: Hi,
5: hi guys. Hi, Rob. Hi, Coop. How's it going, Allison? Good. How are you? Oh, before I'm Dan. Like, before I, 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 I say, the Heim has. He's changed the narrative, his own narrative, in a very short period of time. He definitely, he has hoisted himself. I've never seen someone hoist himself by their own petard in a zillion different ways. But I will give him one thing. It is astounding. His first year is the pandemic year. His second year is the lockout. And now this third year is going to be the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. And that is kind of bizarre. But he's not, I mean, he's not... I kind of wish he'd use that as like a reason for why things are just so bad. But one of the ways he, he was the narrative. That he Allison, real quick, not that,
3: to derail you. Do you think you would be more frustrated with him if he just started saying, hey, this is the World Baseball's uh, classics fault for why we can put things together? No,
5: <laughs> absolutely not. I, I, it is bizarre. Isn't it amazing? I don't think there's ever been anyone. I mean, who else became a GM starting that year to have each year have such a bizarre thing? Yeah, I know you're right. Pandemic, a lockout and 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 now the World Baseball Classic. It's just something. Um, but anyhow, what I was going to say is that he said the same thing about Xander of what you just said. He said about Rafi. He said that the, the reason we signed Xander is we were in an entirely different place than when he than when he uh, when he when he um, uh, when we we didn't sign Mookie and he traded Mookie. He said that for Xander as well. And he said so many things. I mean that he he said. And that, and that obviously he spent so much time dissing, but well, when he talked about the terrible situation they were in, dissing Dave Dombrowski, but yet most of the, of, the, of the people in the farm system are Dave Dombrowski's, and he was counting on Dave Dombrowski pickups for first base last year of why he didn't sign Kyle Schwarber, at least one of the reasons. I mean, that he's totally counting. And, and then it really, really hurt me and irked me to have him talk about J.D. Martinez when it was clear that we weren't going to keep him, have him say, no, oh, that's the kind of contract... You get behind, you know. It worked out well for both teams, and basically now it's over. Now, but that was Dave Dombrowski, and how could he be dissing Dave Dombrowski and not saying that Dave Dombrowski did a very good job when it came to JD Martinez? And what also really bothers me is nobody said that when Dave Dombrowski gave the extension to Chris Sale, that was why he was fired. It was the things, it was the people that he kept after winning the World Series in 2018. The Chris Sale thing, I mean. That whether that was just David Ambrowski, whether there's an organization that they realized they were worried. A lot of the things the organization has been doing, there's a Yiddish phrase, you know, nerve succeeds. Uh, chutzpah is the, the first word, but I'm not sure what the other part is, but Neuro succeeds, and they were running scared because of the Chris Sale. They were worried if he had a good season, and also not worried about anything real. They were worried about having to pay him more money, and clearly that was the biggest mistake, the signing of Chris Sale, rather than have him go through a season and then see, because that was what tied up so much money and everything, and it felt very frustrating. And, and as it worked out, I mean, that native Aldi actually worked out well. I mean, poor, Dave Dombrowski has had very odd luck, because remember, he gave Justin Verlander the huge extension, and that didn't work out, and at first, and then he was traded to the Astros, and then he did great, and so he's Dave Dombrowski is very loyal. Do you remember Rob that when, we, when Dave Dombrowski first came here, I forgot what it was he was going to do, but I was like, I hope he's not devious. And you said we should put that on a bumper sticker, Dave Dombrowski, <laughs> I hope he's not devious. He wasn't devious, and I.
2: No, he he was he was honest. Uh, he was about as honest as you ever going to find anyone. In, in, in direct. I mean, in terms of. Like, and I've always said this, I've never seen anyone do this. Where he literally, that year they got Kimberly and Price. I remember him being at the GM meetings and said, We're going to get a closer and we're going to trade for him and we're going to get a starter and we're going to sign that a free agent. <laughs> like, okay.
5: And he also wanted loved our play, he wanted to keep people and one more thing, that when I first started calling in the year, so many years ago like 2000, and Sean McAdam was here, I said, you know, why is Brian Cashman get credit for the last Yankee period, because he wasn't there, that's how many people were the people that just think Michael's drafted and stuff and what Sean said, and this is beginning to look like such great stuff, is that what Sean McAdam said is yes, but he didn't feel like he had to trade players, he didn't feel like he had to put his finger on it, so he kept Jeter, and he kept, I mean, I know Jeter wouldn't be much of a stretch to keep, but he kept Bernie Williams he kept all those players that came up together and played together in the minors. And Dave Dombrowski is a, of that ilk too. He actually, when he was with Detroit, wanted to trade for Jackie Bradley Jr. He kept the players that came from Theo and, and Ben Charrington. And, and Haim, I really do feel like with Haim, it's just, it's going back. It's Dan who Redux. And I actually feel like he's actually maybe not even treating people very nicely either, which was like the way Dan was at the end. I just, I am just horrified at what's going on. And it just seems like. It's very very sad. Yeah, well,
2: first it, thing you learn in business Allison.
3: school is to treat people nicely. I,
2: and I, I would I would argue like Allison has a lot of good points, but I wouldn't agree with that. I think that that sort of stemmed from, you know, you see like the Kravis podcast with Barnes and that clip that comes out about you know I was sort of blindsided. I mean, what's what's Hein Bloom going to say? I, what's he going to say to your DFA'd? I mean, Matt Barnes isn't going to like it, and there's nothing else to say. I don't know if he, he's he, I don't think he does. He treats people poorly. I will say that. I don't agree with a lot of decisions, but I don't think he treats pe- people. poorly. Yeah, I feel
3: like that's unfair to go after character. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. I don't think he's a great GM, but I'm not going to say. Well, he's this like is this is this bag. is sort
2: of, and this is what we can get into. Coop, it's sort of a, it's as much as a make a break as we're going to find. Now, this is a make a break like he's going to get fired because I do believe the ownership group is dug in on this is the way we do things, but. Certainly, that he has put himself out there, and what I want to do is go through this offseason because a narrative that has been creeping in for the last couple weeks is Red Sox had a sneaky good offseason. Red Sox had a sneaky good offseason. So let's go through the offseason, and let's also go through the guys that they missed out on. And this go through plan A, a plan B, and plan C, and what they ended up with, and how much money they spent as well, because this was another thing. We have to go back to the beginning of the offseason and say, oh, and this is coming from them. This is coming from Sam and all these other people. You've never seen it with with Heinblum has this much money to spend. All right. Well, let's take a look on where they spent this money, where they have landed, because right now they said, oh, we can add some guys, but we're not going to add a lot. So this is what we have. It's a good time to look at what the Red Sox have done. Joe Kelly coming up a little bit later in the show. That's Coop. I'm Rob Bradford. Andrew Beyond the Glass. We'll talk to you right after this.
1: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
0: This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catches. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.